Jesus, we're grateful, Lord, for your faithfulness, your love for us, Lord. We ask uh, that you just bless these tithes and these offerings, that you continue to multiply them and just be a blessing uh, to this ministry, Father, as you've always been. We're so grateful, Lord, for uh, the faithfulness uh, and the love that uh, we've, you've given us, Father, to just be able to give back to you, Lord. We ask that you continue to guide our hearts uh, and just lead us that way. We also ask, Lord, that this precious word, Father, that we may be able to receive it, block away any kind of distraction, Lord, and just be able to apply it into our lives, Father. Be able to receive it and understand, Lord, that uh, it, it comes directly from you, Jesus, and we're grateful for that. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Dos todos, hermanos, se pueden sentar. Y'all may be seated. Praise the Lord. God bless the band this evening also. Just talking to Brother Lorenzo a little bit before uh came out here. Um he's doing well. He's gonna be on the road for about driving for about four hours tomorrow, so let's keep him in prayer. Driving to another country. So um let's keep him in prayer, amen. God's good, brothers and sisters. I don't know how many of y'all um, ever watch something that you watch it because you're not good at it. <laughs> you know, I have a tendency of, I love watching, um, you know, people build things. I'm not a good builder. I'm not a good builder physically of of things. and um, But I love watching shows of people that just either restore something or, or build something new, and I'm just amazed, right? It makes, it makes me want to go to Lowe's. It makes me want to go to Napa and buy a tool, a tool that I don't need. But I've also had the privilege to see people that are very talented in doing those things. Um, my father was one of them. My father could see stuff and, and do stuff uh, from on vehicles or just, on classics and also on homes, he kind of he could kind of look at the land too and look at the way the hills were and say you got to take out those trees and he had an eye for that kind of stuff. There's something that's powerful about that, being able to have an eye for that. But one thing, um, um, one thing that he really appreciated was classic cars and the process that it it would be to to bring them back to life. You know, he he, he appreciated people that you know took time. And him and I would have conversations uh, on, this, uh, on this channel that I would watch, and it was of these two brothers. And they were great guys, always respectful to each other. And my dad fell in love with them too, and we would talk about it in the mornings. He'd come and I'd say, hey, do you see what those guys are doing now? Man, they got a Lamborghini that's completely destroyed. Somebody hit it in the side, and I, I don't know how I, we would both be, I don't know how they're going to get that one back. And then, you know, eight episodes later, they're like, ta-da! And it looked fantastic. And, and there was even things that they were teaching him. He said, man, he goes, that tool, I like that tool that they used to take off panels. And I didn't realize they had a tool like that. And he would learn. But we were both kind of amazed uh, by that type of process. Of course, he appreciated it because he could do it. You know, he... Um, there's a story, and uh, one thing that I'm amazed about, he had a 55 Chevy uh, car, 
and him and him him and this other brother that would help him out they took off the entire floor of this car because it was rusted they lifted up the body took the floor off and replaced the entire floor and he was pretty proud of that i think he was so proud of that he never painted it he left it raw on the bottom and sold it like that to the person that was going to get it and they let them finish it but he should have been proud of that he it was a they cut you don't understand how intense that is. They cut the entire floor and had to pick up the car and replace that floor with another one. And amazing. And we would always have conversation. And I was always amazed. And I never took to that. Like, uh, Brother Lorenzo had a chance to work with him and that stuff. I never took to that. I was always uh, a person that um, I, like to, I like to use, you know, computers and different things like that. That was more my avenue than it was for that type of um, restoration type of but I always appreciated it. Always appreciated it. And I knew that it took work. I could see the work that it would take and, and appreciated that. And, um, and I think that one thing that I, I have a feeling that my dad fell in love with that at such a young age was because of the process. It's similar to what God takes us through. I mean, God will find you and you're all rusted. You got holes in you. You got broken glass all over the place. And it's the same thing, too. We lived in some weird homes, Mom. <laughs> but we couldn't see it. Like I told you, we had rats that were biting from our fingertips. You guys, you guys, you guys don't know. You don't know. We had rats biting our fingertips because if you ate something, you have your little snack at night. Sometimes you grab a little snack. Guess what the rat smells? Your fingertips. And they go over there and they nibble it. We lived in a house that was like that. But my dad started fixing it. And guess what? He fixed it to pay for the rent for the guy that owned it. Because he were trying to make it. Oh, you don't know. You guys over here seeing that. Oh, those brothers don't know what it is to suffer. You don't know. Or some of y'all do know. See, it's not always what you see at the end. It's what it's been through the process. That's what I love about the restoration process, too. Sometimes you peel off that carpet and you see that rusty floor. You put the carpet back down and you said, no, thank you, sir. My dad bought a car, kind of embarrassed of it. He sent Brother Lorenzo to go see it in Arizona. I'm there, on, they're FaceTiming, and he says, look underneath. It's 115 degrees in Arizona. Brother Lorenzo's like, what? He's going to bake in the asphalt. He touches, it's going to burn him. He's like, look underneath to see if there's any rust. <laughs> I'm over here laughing when my dad's telling Lorenzo that because I'm like, man, I wouldn't have done it. I said, no. I would have just looked under it. It don't have no rust. But it came back and it had a lot of problems in it that you couldn't see. They painted over a lot of the problems. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes something doesn't get completely fixed. It gets covered up. But he loved the process. And man, I was just impressed. I was like, man, you did this? You fixed this? Man, this thing had rust all over the place. Yeah. Got in there and welded it. Got in there and put a piece of metal and welded it and shaped it back. Man, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. But you know what? 
was even better it was even better than that was seeing uh the work of the lord in his life and in all our lives here and that was precious and powerful and that's how memories live on amen praise god for that i think about that you know as i hear some of the the songs that they'll sing and i remember singing those songs when i was their age and they'll live on and they'll continue to live on that's the blessings from god so we've got to understand those things and be ready. God bless the, the classes this evening. Amen. God bless y'all. You guys got a little bit of a, a nugget tonight. The title of uh, tonight's message. El título, hermanos, que estaba diciendo que me gusta, me gustaba tanto. Todavía hasta este día me gusta ver programas que on the Personas están trabajando en carros, compran un carro y lo miras y dices, ¿por qué no compraron ese carro? Está destruido. Tiene mojo. ¿Por qué lo compraron? Pero ellos vieron algo en ese carro. Y me gusta el proceso que se lleva de cambiar algo que, eh, que no, se, no tiene valor para algo que es, es maravilloso. Y, y yo no tengo el talento talento para eso, pero me gusta verlos. Son una persona que me anima tanto que voy para la tienda y compro algo. Algo que no voy ni voy a usar. Pero es porque lo usaron ellos. Yo pienso que hey, oh, estará bueno cuando lo agarro a ver si porto algo. <risa> pero el proceso que se lleva en trabajar en algo es el mismo proceso que se llevan las cosas de Dios a veces. Pero se necesita hacer bien. A veces puedes ver personas que dicen, ah, lo vamos a dejar así. Y más tarde llegan a un punto donde tenía mucho mojo en el, el piso. ¿Y qué pasó? Que eh, sus patas, sus, sus pies se caen en el piso. Se pegan el piso y ya, ya sus pies están abajo del carro. Porque tenía tanto mojo. Lo los necesitaban a componer. Y a veces no lo componen. Pero Dios no es así. Dios no para de trabajar con nosotros. Y el título de esa noche, hermanos, es Repropuesto. Uh, uh, repurposed. You know what repurposed means? It's different from restored. Repurposed means it was something that was used for one thing, and now it's being used for something else. It's using it for something else. God has uh, the ability to repurpose our lives. Sometimes you felt no value in your life. Sometimes you felt like you, you weren't being used properly in your life. This is where God perks up and gets excited and says, exactly, you weren't. We need to repurpose you. We need to be, you need to be used for my purpose, my will. That gets exciting when you start to see that start to unravel. Qué bonito es, hermanos, cuando puedes ver tu vida cambiar, que tu, tu vida que, uh, como pensabas tú que estaba bien, que todo estaba bien en tu vida, que estabas viviendo la vida mejor en Cristo, pero no estabas viviendo a su propósito. Por eso, a veces cosas no te iba bien o uh, no estabas uh, haciendo la voluntad de Dios a veces. 
Pero ¿qué pasa cuando Dios entra a tu vida? Dios te hace reconocer que hay algo diferente. Comienzas a sentir algo diferente. Comienzas a ver la gloria de Dios en tu vida. There's something that's powerful about when you start to be used by God differently. You know, some of us, we need this new mindset to be repo- uh, repurposed, to be restored, to be made new, to be used differently, not to accept old things, to want something new in our lives, to fight for something new in, in your life. There's power, power in that to recognize that what you have currently is not what you want tomorrow. And if we could turn to Psalm 7120, Si podemos voltar, hermanos, para Salmos a 61, 20. Thou which has showed me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again and shall bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Tú que me has hecho ver muchas angustias y males, volverás a darme vida y de nuevo me levantarás De los am, abi, abismos de la tierra. 21. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Aumentarás mi grandeza y volverás a consolarme. This, this is a promise from God. Esto es una promesa de Dios, hermanos. A veces... Estamos pasando cosas o hemos vivido una vida que nos, en las cosas de Dios que somos como, decimos siempre el pueblo de Israel que podemos estar andando con gente en, en Dios. Tu vida podía cambiar de irte de Egipto, pero todavía el Egipto está en nosotros. La duda está en nosotros. No importa cuántos años. No importa si no lo aceptas completamente, si no. No importa, 40 años pasaron ellos. Murieron en el desierto. So no importa esas cosas, hermano. Es una cosa que nuestro mental necesita cambiar. Necesita, necesitamos vivir con un propósito que queremos cambiar algo. Escoja algo que quieres cambiar en tu vida. Habla con Dios en esas cosas. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've you know, been going to church. You look at 40 years, people in a desert, they died in a desert. Why? Because they were disobedient. They couldn't appreciate God. That can happen in church. It can be like, blah, I come in here, I check in, I clock in. It doesn't do nothing. If we don't come here with a purpose to change something. Necesitamos venir con un propósito de cambiar algo. Qué bonito es cuando tenemos propósito para cambiar algo. Cuando podemos ver que necesitamos a cambiar algo. What a beautiful thing is when we change something. It's sad when we're not looking at that. This is what ends up happening in our lives is that we're so focused on everything else that we can see and not ourselves that we can't see some of these things, but we know they're there. We know the disobedience is there. We know the doubt is there. We know the willingness to uh, sacrifice for the things of God isn't there. ¿Qué está pasando, hermanos? A veces, por eso es, es difícil, por eso necesitamos pedirle a Dios que cambia este cuerpo como, como tú puedes, Dios. 
Cambia nuestro mental. Are you complacent? Are you a complacent person? I've talked about that before here. A complacent person is just amazed at the lights and it's cool in here and doesn't wonder if somebody turns on the lights early or if they get here early to cool it down. That's a complacent person too, you know that? It just walks right in and everything's ready. <laughs> it never, can I do something? Can I serve? Can I serve? I want to serve. Or some people are like, I want to be served. But we got to remember one thing. What did Jesus come to do? Sí, hermanos, cuando llegamos a un punto que estamos, no estamos listos para servir, queremos estar servidos. Pero cuando tenemos ese mental que queremos hacer algo, cuando, cuando Dios está haciendo algo y queremos trabajar para las cosas de Dios, queremos hacer algo, ¿qué puedo hacer? ¿Qué puedo hacer? ¿Qué puedo hacer? Pero a veces no queremos decir, no decimos nada. Eso es un, eso es un, uh, uh, un sentir divino que se puede ver. Si alguien está quebrado adentro. Oh, oh, got quiet all of a sudden. Whoa. I like that. Got to hit it early. You got to hit it early. You know, the, I, you know the, the, the boxer that has that first round 30-second knockout, that's, that's what he worked for, right? There's some boxers that takes the 10th round to get there. And, you know, I, sometimes we're, we're going to gauge the room right now in this 30 seconds, see what we're dealing with tonight. A veces es difícil, hermano, cuando oímos algo que no le gusta. Ah, no me molestes ahorita, dicen unos demonios. Ah, no quiero decir eso, pero lo dije. <laughs> no quería decir eso, pero lo dije. <laughs> no me molestes ahorita. Es que tenemos tanto ánimo para muchas cosas, pero a veces no tenemos el ánimo o el amor para las cosas de Dios. Pero alguien que está dispuesto no importa. No importa lo que es, hermano, no es. Pero eso enseña a veces lo que nos falta a nosotros. Pero vamos a agarrar a ese punto. Vamos a llegar a ese punto. Te lleva tiempo, pero nunca piensas que nomás que se llega uh, de las uh, bendiciones de Dios sin no el trabajo, sino el, el sacrificio. Te necesita el sacrificio. You know, again, like I said, we see things and we, and we think things and, and we put it into perspectives until, you know, your, your fingertips have been bitten by rats. And you know what the sacrifice is to get to things. And we all have been through that in some form or fashion. And we're grateful to God that God can show us that. And we've got to teach that on. Because my kids might not know that kind of stuff. But we're going to make sure that they understand sacrifices that they have to make in their life. So they can be good stewards in the community and not just expect everything. Woo! I got chills on that one. First Peter 5.10. Sigamos leyendo aquí, hermanos. Primera de Pedro 5.10. Mas el Dios de toda gracia que no has llamado a su gloria eterna por Jesucristo después que hubieras un poco de tiempo padecido el mismo os perfección conforme corobro, ¿cómo dices? Corobre, corobre, corrobore y establezca. 
Ooh, I like that one. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, settle you. We've read this before. Some of us, the world has weathered us. Some of us, the world has damaged us. And we bring these damages here to the things of God. And that's where we have all these excuses of the world's damage. Sometimes our car ain't starting. Why? Because we got so many miles from the world that we got to do a tune-up. Sometimes we got to replace the motor completely. Oh, I don't want to hear that, Brother Gabe. Sometimes the world has been one of those things that we've held on to. And again, we can, you know, but we got to understand this process. Estamos entendiendo el proceso que estamos hablando aquí, hermanos. Es un proceso porque el mundo no es tu amigo. El mundo te va, uh, uh, how do you say, damage. Dañar. Vas a llegar aquí y, y a veces venemos aquí dañados del mundo y, y no tenemos el gozo, no tenemos el entendimiento que es hacer libres en las cosas de Dios. Estamos esclavos todavía del mundo. ¿Por qué? Tenemos ese mental que no podemos ver que estamos libres en las cosas de Dios. Ya no tenemos ya no tenemos ese tipo de vida en nuestro futuro. This is where we have to change things and understand and see things differently. Yeah, we can look in the mirror and you can just see the rust. You can look in the mirror and you can see uh, the paint wearing through. You can see the plastics that are broken. You can see, you know, metal that's bent in or cracked. Or you can look there and say, God, you've, you're going to take me through this and I can see that you're doing stuff. I saw, God, that you took off a couple of those dents. God, I saw that you're sanding some stuff right now. You get excited. You start to understand that God can do something tremendous. And he has done things tremendous. Can we focus on those things that are tremendous in your life? It's beautiful when you, you're not the same person anymore. There's no reason to allow that thought to come into your mind. You're not thinking the same way you used to. You've got a new perspective, a new vision. But sometimes we don't. Sometimes that's why we're sad. And sometimes that's why it's a struggle here. And sometimes that's why it's a battle here. And that's sometimes why we can't praise God. Why? Because we keep on looking and there keeps on being rust on that car. We know it's going to be a difficult process. We know sometimes they got to cut it out. But God wants to use us in this process. Qué precioso es Dios. Dios siempre tiene algo, hermanos, que, uh, que yo, yo he mirado, mir, mirado uh, por los años, que cuando Dios está trabajando en ti, alrededor de ti está trabajando. ¿Por qué? Porque el proceso que está pasando contigo, personas están viendo. No, no, no. Pero si no está cambiando aquí, ¿cómo va a cambiar tu círculo? ¿Se dice círculo? Círculo. ¿Cómo va a cambiar? ¿Cómo va a cambiar? 
How's it going to change? If you're not changing, how's your circle going to change? It's when you change that that circle starts to change because they know the change when it's, when it's in you, when they know you and they know how you are. They start to see it. And yes, we can all come here and say, we got stories. They're stories of abuse. They're stories of abandonment. They're stories, stories, stories. Or we can understand his story. Rejected. Crucified for love for he had, that he had for us. So we could gain strength for him. There's something powerful about that story. Praise God for that. Amen. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is good and what is acceptable and the perfect will of God. Y no os conforméis y a este siglo más reformaos por la renovación de vuestro entendimiento para que experimentáis cuál sea la buena voluntad de Dios, agradable y perfecta. Eso es lo que va a cambiar cosas, hermanos, cuando comenzamos a, a, a cambiar nuestro pensar. Esto lo, es lo que va a cambiar cosas cuando come, comenzamos a cambiar nuestro pensar. Nuestra mente. This is when things change, when we change our mind. How do we change our mind? How do we change our mind? We start refocusing our mind on two things. We start refocusing our mind. That's how you change your perspective. That's how you change things. Why do I always think about this? Why does fear always come into my life? Why do these distractions always come into my life? Why, 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 why? You start going down a list and checking those things off. It's simple. Well, it's so difficult because it requires us doing what? Taking the time. Taking the time. We don't want to do that because sometimes it's uncomfortable. Why am I like that? Oh, you know the way dad is. Oh, you know the way mom is. Oh, you know the way the kids are. If you hear that stuff, then say, okay, why? Why am I like that? I don't want to be like that. That's where you pulled out the hammer. Now you started hitting that metal. Or you pulled out the sandpaper and you started sanding that off. Because you want something different. You want something better. But even better than that, brothers and sisters, there's, there's, that, there's that, the, the, the side where, and, and again, this is another talent that, you know, I felt like my father had is that he would seek, he would collect junk. He was Sansford and son. There's a whole pile in the back. I think I'm kidding. Abraham will tell you that. He collected my junk too sometimes. It's a metal, he put it over there, and all of a sudden he had a shed that looked great. It looked great. And he used the metal. He repurposed something that wasn't made for that. He made it for that. That's something powerful with that. That's how God works in us. That's how God wants to use you. You might not see yourself some way, but God will use you that way. 
especially when you don't see yourself. It's important, brothers and sisters, for us to have understanding and know that God can do something in us. We don't see it. We don't understand. Now, the process is, is difficult. The process is difficult. It, the, prof, the process is sometimes fearful. When you look back and you're like, man, I climbed that. God, you took me over the mountain. You didn't move the mountain. There's something powerful about that. Algo poderoso, hermanos. Cuando a veces no estamos viendo lo que Dios está haciendo en nosotros y no podemos creer que Dios puede hacer algo en nosotros. ¿Por qué no puedes creer que Dios puede hacer algo en usted? Porque seguimos yendo para atrás en las cosas a veces. Ni lo hacemos afuera de la iglesia. Se acaba una predicación y a veces, a veces puede pasar adentro aquí en el santuario. No, no esperas que estás en el el, uh, say, uh, el cantina, ya, yeah. que pasa en la cantina, Pu puede pasar aquí la iglesia, ni sales. Qué triste, ¿no? Qué chance tienes si es el mismo persona que entraste cuando te vas. Por eso debemos llegar, llevar algo diferente, ver algo diferente, querer algo diferente, entender que se lleva cambiar nuestro mental, nuestra mente. You've got to change things, amen? If we turn to Psalms 23.1. Si voltamos para Salmos 23.1, hermanos. I'm going to read these kind of fast. Lo voy a leer esto, si me pueden seguir en español. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. Beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now hold on there for a second. The, thy rod and thy staff, they how can thy rod and thy staff comfort me? How can something that's going to correct me comfort me? Because it also protects me. The staff is, is a multi-purpose tool for a shepherd. It's not only something that they'll tap somebody or they'll correct somebody. Hey, get back in line. It'll also protect them from things. The word of God is something that's used differently in our lives too, brothers and sisters. We've got to understand and find the comfort in the word of God and get excited and, and embrace it and, and, and not look for, for things that please us and get us excited, but things that make us question things. The word should make you question things. Am I, am I living right? Am I, am I honoring God? Am I, am I doing? And not, don't answer that question so quickly. Oh, yes, I am. The sacrifice is greater than getting here. It's applying the word in your life. That's the ultimate sacrifice. No es nomás llegando aquí, hermanos. Eso sí es sacrificio. A veces llegamos con cosas, pero es llevando la palabra de aquí y aplicándolo en tu vida. 
viviéndolo. Qué triste si nomás venimos aquí para hablar, para vernos. Ay, no te vi toda la semana, vamos a hablar. Y venimos por propósito de oír la palabra de Dios, algo que puede cambiar en nuestras vidas. Qué triste vivir una vida así, hermanos. Pero cuando venimos aquí y estamos buscando algo de Dios, queriendo algo de Dios. ¿Estás buscando algo, queriendo algo de Dios? Si estás, hermanos, lo vas a hallar. A veces no le gustamos que lo hagamos a primera, a primera, pero viene cosas grandes, buenas en nuestras vidas. We don't like sometimes what we find in God at the beginning because God's identifying everything. When you're in his presence, you feel other things feel uncomfortable. Yes, I do get it. And God bless you for being here because that is a sacrifice to be here because it gets uncomfortable here sometimes. When the word, when the presence of God starts, when the word starts being preached, it gets uncomfortable. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's great when we just accept it and we say, God, I hear you speaking to me, God. I hear you speaking to me, Father. ¿Qué está pasando, hermanos, en nuestras vidas que creemos que podemos correr de la palabra de Dios, de, de, de la presencia de Dios? No, no, estamos corriendo en cosas que no vamos a, a ver nada de gana en eso, hermanos. We're not going to see no gain if we run away from the word of God where, where God's presence could be in our lives. But we got to find the comfort in his rod and his staff. Amen? Verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now listen to that. It all sounded all good, God. You're restoring me. You're putting me down in green pasture. It sounded good, God. Now I'm sitting at a table with my enemies. Me gustó todo lo que estabas diciendo, Dios, pero ahora estás poniendo un mesa con mis enemigos. ¿Qué está pasando aquí? Me gustó que voy a estar cerca de la agua y que va a estar todo verde. Qué bonito, Dios. Qué bonito, Dios. Pero ahora me vas a, 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 a poner en una mesa con mis enemigos. ¿Cómo es eso? Pero entendió David una cosa aquí. Estando en una mesa con tus enemigos es pudiendo ten, tener paz que tu Dios está contigo. No hay temor, no hay algo que pasa en tu mente que estás. Estás sentado ahí entendiendo que Dios es grande. You know, there's something par powerful to say that I'm sitting in a table with my enemies. It's just knowing that God's in control of your life, that you're not afraid or fearful of things. It don't matter who you're sitting around if God is sitting right beside you. See, there's this mindset that has to change because, see, sometimes we'll avoid that completely. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Este proceso, hermanos, como habla David aquí de un pastor que está guiando las ovejas. Y las ovejas a veces no tienen entendimiento, nomás están siguiendo cada uno. Así pasa con ovejas. Es uno, ver uno que unos dos o tres 
salen enfrente y todos los sigan. Pero a veces van unas aquí. Pero el pastor, el trabajo del pastor aquí en, el, en la frontera es para ver y, ah, eso va a tener problemas con estos dos aquí. Hay que trabajar con ellos. Y a veces así en, en, en la iglesia es el mismo, pero, pero la vida enseña eso. Los animales que están hablando aquí, puedes ver esas cosas. Y, y el, el pastor ahí está, está ahí amándolos, queriéndolos. Es, es, yo, 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 es impresionante ver una persona que es así. Yo, yo, yo no entiendo por qué mi, mi hijo ama a los animales tanto. Yo no entiendo eso. Yo no soy así. Ay, ay, yo he ido allá y ahí está sentado con todos ellos alrededor de él. Qué loco. ¿Está hablando con ellos o qué? Puede estar hablando con ellos. No, no entiendo, pero ahí los tiene. Los gallinas están ahí y todo. No está. ¿Quién sabe lo que está pensando? Nomás Dios sabe. Pero yo sé una cosa, hermanos, que los animales sí los respetan a Él porque Él los da comida, Él los cuida. Pero son animales también. A veces tiene problemas con ellos cuando está lloviendo o viene algo que los puede dañar. No van a, ah, ok, aquí está Tristan, yo voy con él. No. Ellos van a hacer lo que quieren hacer a veces. Y eso es la cosa triste. Y una madre puede entender eso, como dije, creyendo un, un hijo, una hija, y el último no hace lo que... Y no, no vieron todos los años que pasaron con ellos. You know, brothers and sisters, a, a pastor will, will, will lead and guide. But they're animals, though. I hate, I, hate to, I hate to break it to you, but that's what sheep are, animals. But they love them. You know, the, the, the shepherd will love them and will guide them and lead them. But they're always watching. They're saying, oh, man, these two are wandering all the time. These two get off track all the time. Man, they need to be like, you know, some of these aged ones that just keep on going. They know the path. We do this path every year. We take them out of the crown. They got to go eat and they got to go uh, re recreate themselves. <laughs> I was looking for a better word than that. And, 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 and the pastor will see it and stuff like that, and, and they'll have to, ah, oh, I'm going to have problems with this one. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to break the leg of this one right here and put it over, around me and carry it so they can feel my pulse. And they'll know that they need to be here. Or I need to send the dogs. And the dogs will bring them back in line. We know these things. And I don't understand the love that some people have You know, for, for this, and, can, and, and I'm not a patient person when it comes to, to physical. I'm more patient on human, human characteristics. My wife and I will have discussions on that. She's probably more patient on animals than she is on humans. There's people that are like that. And that's got to be, you got to be really patient sometimes. Well, you got to be really patient for humans too, but for animals, they won't come inside. They're over there in the rain and you got to go out and you're just, you get frustrated. But, but there's something precious. When you start to understand how much God loves us and how much he wants to guide us and direct us and, and what he's put here for us in sacrifice. But we read this here and we've we got to have an understanding that this process of him leading us and guiding us to waters will eventually get us to sit at the table of enemies. 
What does that mean? That means that, yes, you're going you're gonna to be fed. You're going to be taken care of. The rod, you're going to love the rod because the rod is what's going to let you get to the table. And sometimes that table is a difficult table. It's tables that we've encountered in our lives. But make sure you don't miss a process in that. Esto es un proceso que es bien lindo, hermanos. Cada persona le gusta este, estos versículos, los tienen en la padera, padera de sus casas y todo eso, pero no lo están leyendo correctamente, que es un proceso. Este proceso te lleva una mesa con tus enemigos. ¡Ay! ¿Entendemos eso? Nomás creemos que qué bonito es que dice que, que Él está conmigo y que me y va a llevar aguas uh, y, y, y todo es lindo. No, no, es un proceso que Dios te lleva. It's a process that God's taking us through. And it's a difficult process sometimes. But when you're sitting there at the table with your enemies, you know God's with you. You know God's going to protect you. Amen? If we turn to Psalms 51, 12. Vuelve me, vuelve me el gozo de tu salud y el espíritu libre me sostente. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Now, brothers and sisters, when I hear David say this, that shows me that you can lose it. That shows me that you can be in need of it. That shows me that the world can vex you, can wear you down. Cuando estoy leyendo eso, hermanos, me enseña que puedes perder el, el gozo de tu salud, de tu salvación. Esa es la, la, la plática que debes tener personalmente. ¿Lo tengo? ¿Lo tengo el gozo? ¿Lo tengo ese gozo? Si no, necesitamos a pedirle a Dios. Si no lo tenemos, necesitamos a pedirle a Dios. Do I have this joy? Do I have this joy my salvation? If I don't, I need to ask God for it. Because you can lose it. You can be worn down. Why? Because we get away sometimes from those green pastures. We stop loving the rod and the staff, appreciating the rod and the staff. What it can do in our lives. Por eso, se, por, ¿por qué, hermanos, se puede perder el, el gozo de mi salvación? Porque ya no queremos estar en, cerca de las aguas, en cosas verdes. Ya no estamos amando, dice el, the rod again. It's staff, honey. Huh? La vara. Ya no estamos amando la, la palabra de Dios, queriendo la palabra de Dios en nuestras vidas. Pasa esos tiempos, hermanos, cuando ya creemos, cre, uh, creemos que ya es suficiente. Ya sé, yo quiero vivir libre. Yo no quiero reglas. Como dijo el pastor, las iglesias que dice, Jesus only, no rules. Es eso. Estamos diciendo, ay, que puedes hacer lo que quieres hacer. Es Jesús. En Jesús. Pues Dios vino a establecer algo, hermanos, en nuestras vidas. La palabra es algo que los guía a nuestras vidas. Pero a unos no nos gustan eso. 
Ese está cambiando la cosa, hermano. Si no lo estás viendo, se está cambiando, pero pronto la cosa. Un chiquito presente de este mundo va a decir lo que, cómo vas a vivir tú. Not the majority is going to dictate. A minority is dictating. The 1% is dictating right now. What laws are going to be, what rules are going to be. That's scary. Because you haven't seen what's coming yet. But it's not going to be good. And it's not, I, I can't say it's going to be good. I just say you need to be aware and make sure that you're nurturing and building your home. Strengthening your home, taking time to talk to your home. Oh, and they, you know what? It's, it's, it's a given already. It's like knowing that there's a storm coming. You're on a boat. You're in the middle of the ocean, and you're going to hit that storm, and you, you just need to prepare for that storm, start talking, start planning everything. Start. We need to start doing that stuff because there's nothing stopping it. Biblically speaking, there's nothing stopping it. It's already, it's already prophesied. It's already been revealed. Hate to break it to you. There's not another escape of it. There's people that think there's escape of it, but it's coming. I told, what's, the, what's the verse that, that baffles me every time? When Jesus looks at the lady and says, don't cry for me. There's going to be a time where it's going to be a blessing for a woman not to have a child. When could that ever be a blessing? You know what Jesus was saying there? But there's going to be a time where it's horrible here. It's horrible here. But that will be a blessing. I, I, when I read that one, I was like, well, okay, what's... But Jesus was talking about something, the future. And we're in these times where we're seeing that. They just passed litigation in Colorado now where all the way up to nine months, you can kill a baby. You can abort a baby at nine months. In some places, it's even when the baby's coming out. You, you, you don't think we're living in, in, in times where sacrifices of infants were being given to God? The stuff you used to see in movies that you thought was only in movies, the mythologies and all this stuff? We're back there. But now we got people signing it, it into litigation. So... This is where we got to, this is where the word's got to be real to us and we got to embrace it and we got to understand why it's important to be restored and repurposed. We got a job to do. As a church, we got a job to do. Everybody's got a job to do here. Everybody's got a job to do here, brothers and sisters. For ones with kids, for ones with grandkids, for ones with no kids or grandkids and other people's kids that they want to help by being an example. Ooh, you have no idea what's coming. I'll tell you one thing. I will sit at a table with my enemies, and I know who's sitting beside me. God. If we turn to Zechariah 9.12. Tornaos a la fortaleza, opresos de esperanza. Woo! Hoy también os anuncio que os daré 
doblado. Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Now, brothers and sisters, there's some of us that when things are passing by, we're not holding on hard enough to grab them. Algunos de nosotros, hermanos, cuando cosas están pasando alrededor de nosotros, no estamos uh, con fuerzas, no, estamos, uh, no tenemos las fuerzas para agarrarlo y detenerlo. We're weak. We're the person at the steps. You want to be healed? Well, let me tell you my story real quick if you got some time here. That's not the question I asked you was about your story. Do you really want it? That was a question that was asked. We miss the question sometimes. But as soon as we realize that, yes, I do want to be healed, what can I do to be healed? And then we hear what we have to do, then it's like, oh, I think I'll just wait here. Maybe I get closer every year. Get a couple of inches closer every year. Sometimes we know what it's going to take. Sometimes God's revealed what it's going to take. Sometimes we know it's going to take us. In that moment that we reveal that and it's revealed to us, it's an intimidating moment. It's an obstacle sometimes. Sometimes it's so much easier if it's something else. It can't be any, anybody else's sacrifice. It has to be ours. Ooh, there's something powerful when God gets you in that moment when you're in that, and he's saying, it's you. It's you, David. Me? It's you that did this. I tell you, God will give you the strength to do it. A veces es difícil, hermanos, porque a veces no tenemos las fuerzas. Somos, uh, somos como el hombre que estaba en los pisos. Ay de la agua que sabiendo que si entraba la agua se podía sanar y lo mira Jesús le dice te quieres sanar oh es que yo no puedo no 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 eso no era la pregunta la, la excusa que tienes quieres estar sano y a veces la pregunta viene a nosotros quieres estar sano y tenemos las excusas no, es que no tengo ayuda, es que esto, es que siempre esto, que eso pasa, y que esto, y que eso, que pasé esto en mi vida, que esto, que eso. No te estoy preguntando eso, dice Jesús. ¿Quieres estar sano? Pero tenemos excusas. We have excuses. We, I mean, we, I'm telling you, we can write a book of excuses better than anyone. But we know one thing that God sees right through it with the word. Because why? Because it goes to the deepest under. It goes to the depths. La palabra de Dios entra a lugares donde no puede entrar nada. Que buenos Dios. Oh, that's why it's uncomfortable here. That's why sometimes we, we can't make it here. That's why sometimes uh, things come up in our lives that don't allow us to get here. Por eso no venemos a la iglesia a veces. Por eso tenemos excusas para no venir para la iglesia. Ay, me duele aquí, me duele acá. No entiendes lo que estoy pasando. Yo entiendo una cosa. Que Dios está aquí. Yo he visto personas que, que estaban en punto de morir que llegaron aquí. Pero a veces, ¿qué pasa? 
el espíritu que vamos a traer aquí no quiere venir aquí. No quiero que, no, que vayas esta noche. But we fight for it. You got to fight for it. You get here and chains start to break off. You get here, you get a little lighter. You get a little further. There's something powerful about being in the presence of God. I've been talking about that on the radio this week. There's something powerful about being in his presence. Algo poderoso, hermano, estando en la presencia de Dios. Cuando no te sientas bien, cuando tienes problemas, acércate a Dios. En ese momento, dile a Dios, acércate a mí, Señor. Yo, me, yo quiero estar en tu presencia, Dios. Yo sé que no estoy bien, Dios. Yo sé que tengo problemas, Dios. Puedo, puedo hallar todo en ti, Dios. I know, God, I'm, I know I'm the problem. <laughs> I'll be laughing crazy in the radio sometimes. When God's like talking to me and telling me stuff. I know I'm the problem sometimes. I know I'm the problem most of the times. But why don't I work on the problem? But I get sick because I'm trying to fix everything else in my circle and not the thing that can influence the circle. Oh, there's something great when you start to see, man, did you paint that? Yep, I know it doesn't match the rest of the car right now, but one piece is done. Man, that looks good. Is that the color it's going to be? I think so. Little by little, you put the work in, you start to see the results. Thank you, God, for being the perfect carpenter, for leveling me out. If we turn to Jeremiah 30, 17, Mas yo haré venir sanidad para ti y te sanaré de tus ¿qué? heridas. Dice Jehová, ¿por qué arrojada te llamaron? Diciendo, esta es Sion a la que nadie busca. For I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called you what? Oh, man, why don't we have a bunch of those outcasters in here that go look for it in other places? Because they felt that they were always an outcast. That's what God said. He goes, this is what I'm going to do for you. Because people didn't see what I saw in you. Saying, this is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. You see... The Lord sees potential. If the Lord comes at you hard, it's because he sees potential. If the word hurts you, it's because he sees potential. If there's problems in your life and you keep on hitting things, it's because he sees potential. He wants to correct you. He wants to get you back in line. He sees potential. Do you see potential? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Are you seeing what God's seeing? Oh, I can't be used by God. I'm so weak. He sees potential. Because do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get the effect you have when he transforms you? 
A veces, hermano, ah, estoy débil, Dios no me puede usar. No entiendes el efecto que vas a tener si Dios transforma tu vida. No entiendes. No entiendes. No piensas que lo ha hecho tampoco, hermanos, por favor. No estamos pensando, oh, yo sé que no, puede estar bien, puede ser el problema. Qué bonito es cuando seguimos trabajando, trabajando, y Dios está trabajando, trabajando. What a beautiful thing when we keep on working in ourselves and God's working around us. He knows your desire. He knows what you have. Our God's not an unjust God. But yes, you got to get up. Yes, you got to move. Yes, you got to be willing to do it. To see results. If we turn here to 2 Corinthians 4.17. Porque lo que al presente es momentario y lleve de nuestra tribulación nos obra un sobremanera alto y eterno peso de gloria. For our light affliction, listen to that. Oh, how do you know what kind of affliction I have? Oh, he's telling you straight up. Now look, now look, now look, I got a little bit of respect for Paul, right? I mean, Paul suffered, you know, he suffered the same as Christ when it came to beatings and stuff like this. A lot of the apostles did. They went through stuff. You ain't going through the stuff that the apostles are going through. I'm not going through that stuff. So he says, hey, okay, let's just be real. I like Paul a little bit. You know, Paul, Paul keeps it real. Like, oh, man, everybody, people don't even say God bless you to me. <laughs> And he goes, really? These little light afflictions that you have. Oh, they don't feel like light afflictions. He's like telling you, no, they're light. But they're afflictions. Get it. Pablo pasó aflicciones, hermanos, grandes como Jesús. Él dijo, yo lo merezco. Yo lo merezco porque como era. Él no se miraba como muchas personas lo pueden mirar. Él mandó que mataban a Esteban, un creyente de las cosas de Dios. ¿Qué peso tuvo Pablo en su vida? ¿Tú crees que tú tienes un peso? You think you have weight on your life? He commanded the death of Stephen, a follower of Christ. He was there. You don't think he had a burden on him? But he says here, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. What is a moment? 80 years, 90 years is just a moment. It's nothing. It surely feels like it's something, Brother Gabe. I know it does, but it's nothing. Worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. This affliction, it's molding us, shaping us, correcting us, making us think differently. As we said, as soon as you go through something, as soon as something happens, you got to go through your list, right? What is the list again? Remember what the list is? Some of us forgot the list already, right? Am I living right? What else? Am I being tithed? Am I being tested? Right? Pretty simple list, right? It's not hard, that hard to forget, but we forget it. Am I living right? Am I paying my tithes? Because it says biblically what's going to happen if we don't. 
or am I being tested? You get through that list and you get to the tested part, then it's like, God, give me strength, right? If you get to the one where you're, it's because of sin, God, forgive me, I repent. Get to the one at the time, make it right. God's merciful, God's loving. God understands situations that are going on on things like that. But I tell you one thing, God knows everything. God knows all things, and we got to be ready to know that and understand that. But these afflictions that happen in our lives, they're molding us and shaping us for something great. If we turn to Jeremiah 33, 6, I'm going to ask the musicians to pass on up. Jeremías 33, 6, hermanos. He aquí que yo le hago subir sanidad y medicina y los curaré y les revelaré abundancia de paz y de verdad. Behold, I will bring it health and cure and I will cure them and, re, re, and will reveal, reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. Hermanos, estamos pasando cosas. No entendemos por qué estamos pasando cosas. No entendemos por qué pasamos cosas. El, el momento que puedes ayudar a alguien con algo que tú has pasado, Ese es el momento que entendiste por qué pasaste cosas. El momento que puedes ver en sus ojos y tú entiendes lo que han pasado, ese es el momento que Dios te enseña. El problema es que muchas veces nosotros sabemos, Dios está trabajando en nosotros que no podemos estar usados de Dios en esas cosas. Nosotros necesitamos a alguien a decirnos a nosotros. No debe ser así. We shouldn't have somebody, you know, we could be here for years, right? And we could be just carrying that burden and saying, I don't know why I went through these things. I don't know why I had these struggles, all this different stuff, right? But then we get to a point where we encounter somebody with the same struggles and we realize why, why we went through these struggles because now we're helping somebody. But it's sad when that person that doesn't even know God helps you And it happens like that sometimes. You are a blessing to me, brother. But God's asking us right now. He says right here, look, he's going to cure us. He's going to heal us. He's going to restore us. He's going to use us differently. Are we prepared for God to use us differently? We have a desire for that. That's our desire. That's our focus. That's what we get up with. Tenemos un deseo, hermanos, que Dios puede usarnos diferente. Si Dios no te está usando ahorita, si tú no piensas que Dios te está usando, te puede usar, hermanos. Te puede usar. Cree lo que te puede usar. Pero algo se necesita cambiar. Porque a este momento no te ha estado usando. ¿Por qué? Porque puede estar pasando algo que necesitas estar sanado de, de él. Necesitas recibir algo de él. We got to come here with an understanding that we might not be complete yet. That we might still have void. We might still be damaged. 
But if we can come here with that understanding that God can do something in us, God can repurpose us. What you thought could not be used, he's going to use in a different way. What you thought it was done, you've been able to use now for something else. What is it? What is it that you have that God could use, could repurpose? ¿Qué es lo que tienes, hermanos, que Dios puede usar en una diferente manera? Vamos a orar. ¿Por qué no pasamos? Why don't we pass up here to the front? ¿Por qué no hablamos con el Señor, hermanos, y le pedimos al Dios que trabaja en nuestras vidas? Que se manifiesta en nuestras vidas, hermanos. Si estás sufriendo ahorita con diferentes cosas, hermano, estás pasando cosas en tu vida que no sabes por qué lo estás pasando o lo has pasado. Si todavía tienes cosas que, que de años, y ya, ya, ya tienes salvación en tu vida, pero todavía te, tienes un peso que tienes ahí en tu vida, ¿por qué necesitas preguntarte por qué lo tengo todavía? Porque no estás viendo la gloria de Dios que puede estar en tu vida. Why are you still carrying on something that was before your salvation, before God restored you and, and made you new? Why are we still holding on to things that are old? Why are we doing this thing? Do we not understand what it is to be used by God? Well, Brother Gabe, you can't understand that because you didn't go through it. You're right. And we can continue to hold on to that stuff, but I don't want to hold on to things. Holding on to things is anchoring me to greater things that God has in front of me. It's holding me back. I don't want to be held back. Let's not hold on to things anymore that are going to hold us back. No debemos detenernos, hermanos, ya con cosas. Debemos dejar que Dios los lleva en el corriente que Él tiene para nosotros. ¿Por qué no oramos esta, esta noche, hermanos, y lo pedimos a Dios que, que los libra de cosas que te, da deteniéndonos para no, para no recibir el amor que tiene para nosotros completamente. Why don't we pray and ask God to, to heal us and that we can receive his love completely, that it restores us, that it restores us. Yeah, God might pull out carpet tonight. Yeah, God might look behind panels and see that there's rust there. God might see that there's mold or there's, there, there's stuff that needs to be taken out. But when he sees it and he does it, man, you feel good because he makes everything new. Amen, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, for who you are and how you love us, Jesus. I'm asking right now for your presence, Lord, to heal us, Lord, to give us understanding what it is, Father, to be received by you, Father, and be renewed by you, Lord. Not to just be complacent and accept who we are, Jesus. You've received us, Father. You accepted us in our first phase, Lord. But there's a process of evolving in your presence, Jesus. There's a purification that comes in being in your presence, Jesus. We're asking, Father, right now that you just open up our eyes and our ears to this, Lord. Let us be ex examples, Lord. And again, not be distracted by everything that's around us, Father, because it's always going to be there. The distraction will always be there. It's always going to be there, Jesus. But that moment that we find you, Lord, and we're in your presence, and you're able to work in us, Father. You're able to just do something in our lives, Father. I ask that you bless my brothers and sisters, Lord. 
I know it's difficult. I know it's challenging, Lord. I know that they go through things, Lord, that only you know, Lord, and only you can heal, Father. I'm asking, Father, right now that you just bring peace in their lives and understanding. Give them understanding, Jesus, that this is a process that, that they'll go through, Father. But if you need to repurpose their life, Father, show them tonight, Father, what that is. Show them what that is, Father. If they thought that this was their purpose in life and they haven't felt anything, they haven't changed in things, Father, repurpose their life tonight, Lord. This restoration process, Lord, will begin. That they can find love and hope and, and a desire to be involved, Father. Our church needs to grow, Father. Our church needs to, to get closer, Father. Our church needs to be more active, Father. But sometimes that starts with us, Jesus. I'm so grateful, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters here, the love they have to be here and fight the good fight, Jesus. We ask that all those that are watching, Lord, that couldn't make it tonight, Sister Velma, Brother Manuel, and Lily, Lord, that aren't feeling well, Jesus, I ask that you just bless them, Lord, where they're at watching, Lord. All those that are tuning in from all over the place, Lord, we're grateful, Lord, for this ability that you give us, Lord, to be able to get the word out, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I ask that you just continue to guide us, Lord, Lead us, Jesus. Bless the families that are here, Lord. We have terrible things that are ahead of us, Lord. As a family, we got to talk about it with our children, Lord. We need to establish our children. There needs to be understanding, or there's going to be confusion that's going to enter, Lord. There's going to be confusion that's going to enter into our homes, Lord. As parents, Lord, we must talk about these real things, Lord, that are coming against the family, Jesus. Against the family, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. Father, I ask that you just give us strength, give us wisdom, give us guidance, Lord. Bless all my brothers and sisters here, Lord, that are carrying a burden tonight, Lord. The hurt that they have in their hearts, Lord, right now. Bring joy, Lord, that they can see your greatness, Lord. You can see your glory, Father. Let your presence just fall, Father. Let us take your presence with us, Jesus. We're so grateful for you, Lord. Everything that you've done, Lord, we honor you, Jesus. We, we worship you, Father, for the love that you've had for us, the protection you've had for us, Lord. Bless my brothers and sisters tonight, Jesus, that they can receive you, Lord, that they can be fulfilled by you, Lord, that they can be used by you, Jesus, that they have a desire to be active, Lord, in their faith, Jesus, that they have a desire to be active in their faith, Jesus. Inspire something. Turn on something, Jesus. Turn on something in their lives, Lord, that they can be used by you, Jesus. That when they're asked, Lord, that they can say, send me, Jesus. I'll do it, Father. We're so grateful, Lord, for these opportunities that you give us, Lord. The community is looking for it, Lord Jesus. We're the body of Christ, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to show charity. Help us to show love, Father. Thank you for the examples that you've given us, Father. Thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord, the goodness that's in their hearts, Lord. I ask that you just bless them, Father. Protect them, Lord, in everything that they do. Bless them in their businesses, Lord. Bless them in, in, in their jobs, Father. Bless them and protect them, Father. Bring peace into their homes, Lord. In your, in your, in your powerful name, Jesus, I ask that you bring peace, restoration in marriages, Father, restoration in relationships with kids, Father. I'm asking, Father, right now that your presence just fall down, Father, and that we could just feel you, Father, for who you are, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence.
Bless all my brothers and sisters, Father. We ask, Lord, that you just continue to lead us, Father, and guide us, Father. We're so grateful for you, Lord. We want to worship you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask this, amen.